Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Stand in Tune Podcast. You're here with your host, TP, as always. We got another very excited episode for y'all. Another special guest coming in. So we really going to get straight into it. We got the gang here today. Go ahead and talk to them. Yo, yo, my What's good? What's good? How y'all doing? Chilling. <laughs> How you doing today, TP? Can't complain, man. Living life, man. As I always say, life is 10% what happened, 90% how you respond to it. So sure. I can't complain at all. How y'all living? Facts, facts. Nah, I'm chilling, cool, man. man. Taking it day by day, you know how it is. Yeah, man. School. That's it. <laughs> what you doing, <laughs> Malcolm? Nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about my personal business. <laughs> <laughs> nah, though, DB. What's going? Tell the folks who we got in today. Man, today we got a very special guest, man. Uh, one of the only women I've ever loved in my life. <laughs> no, I play. Uh well, uh, she's done a lot for me. She's an inspiration to me. She's the reason I'm doing fashion school, doing doing what I love in life, all that. So today we have uh my sister, Jasmine Bernard. Hello, hello. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> How you living? I guess this is the first time y'all you actually met them, even though they've probably been over your place. I mean, yeah. So yeah. as of today, <laughs> right? Like. I'm still skeptical about it, but DB has been claiming that he's had a sister for as long as I've known him with no proof. And so I am, in fact, real. And y'all may get to hear uh, my cat in the background. She's screaming for attention. So I apologize. Uh, but yes, I'm indeed real. <laughs> type shit, type shit. You heard that dog mouth. <laughs> oh, good. That's loud. That's loud. So yeah, we're going we to get into it, man. We're going to have a good time today uh so we're gonna really just open up and let you speak jasmine and kind of just tell them who you are what you got going on before we get into a little bit more of the interview side of things and just really having some good conversations so floor is yours all right man okay i didn't prepare a speech no i'm just kidding um so i mean let's see how old am i i'm 29 um, I've done a few things right in my life. Uh, right now I'm in New York City going to acting school. Um, and before that, <laughs> before <cities>. that, <laughs> yes, yes, there you go, there you go, represent, represent. Um, before that, I got my master's degree in social work. I'm also a licensed mental health therapist. Um, I specialize in working with folks from the LGBTQ plus community and folks of color. Um, and yeah, as a as a artist and as a therapist, it's so important to me to um, emphasize for people the importance and bravery that comes with being vulnerable. Um, and so I love to have that conversation um, with folks, especially with folks of color, because you know it's it's hard out here to be vulnerable, man. Life, life, life be lifing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. So we really gonna get into all that. We are gonna touch. On a little bit of everything, and we're gonna see if we can get uh these two knuckleheads to even be a little vulnerable. You know, <laughs> you the yeah. bad one. <laughs> I got a question. Just kind of kick it off. Um, kind I want to touch on like the social work. My my father, he, he when I was younger, he worked in social work too, and um he told me some experiences. I just want to know, like, I know it could be challenging. Like especially uh in the mm -hmm. city, inner cities. So like I just want to how's that experience is like you don't have to be any specifics, but like the challenges that come Ooh. with it, what are they? 
Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, and I think, you know, in our training, we get trained to like, be like, okay, you're going to deal with some really difficult things. And then um, through having practicum, we really get the experience under a supervisor to like deal with some really hard stuff um, and sort of get guided through it, which is nice. Um, but then there are so many things that, you know, school and training can prepare you for in life. Uh, once you start a career, you get into it and it's like, oh, this is what it's actually like. And so, yeah, there have definitely been, because um, I've worked at high schools a lot. Um, so there's definitely been some really tough and like gut-wrenching, heartbreaking things that I've had to talk people through um, or work with people through um, for an array of things from, you know, domestic violence to gun violence to, you know, uh, sexual assault. And so it's like, it's, yeah, in, in, in the overall, it's tough. Uh, but I think once you do the work and you're in it and you learn how to do it and you're trained how to do it, you get to see the importance of somebody doing that work. And so absolutely it's tough and it's hard. And even now, right, as a therapist, some of the things I hear, I'm like, wow, um, this is really tough. And some days are harder than others, like with any job. But I think I feel lucky, especially in being a therapist and like working one-on-one -on -one with people to get to be able to see people's growth and then for them to come out on the other end of things and be like, wow, this is my first time in therapy. I never thought it would be like this. Like, thank you so much. And I'm like, you, you, you've done all the work. I've just been here to support you through it. And so that really is the thing that keeps me going is knowing that I actually am helping people. Um, yeah. Good to hear that. So mm. I, I want to bounce off that. Yeah. And you say, you know, just knowing that you're helping people kind of keeps you going. I want to start like at the beginning. So that's what keeps you going. What what got you started? How do you find yourself in this space, in this profession? And like, what's the passion and drive behind that? Yeah, which is like, it's such a hard question to answer because I feel like I got my toes dipped in two very different things right. <laughs> in terms of acting and being a therapist. Um, but honestly, when people like ask me the question, which one do you love more? Which one came first or whatever? Um, they really sort of came at the same time for me. Um, I was always growing up the friend that people came to to get advice um, or like the mom, the mom of my friend group. And so they would always come to me to be like, I don't know, what should I do? That sort of thing. And they were the ones I remember growing up in like middle school where my friends would be like, you should be a therapist because we all come to you and you give great advice and blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's where it started. I was like, okay, maybe I could see what it takes to do that. Um, and then same thing with theater. It was right around the same time period where I was like, oh, I love doing this thing. I love, you know, getting to tell stories and be, become characters. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely started around middle school and then in high school, um, just continuing. I think definitely the thing that's hard about having two things that you really love is life requires you sometimes to pick one of those things over the other. And so for me, that was um, picking psychology in my undergraduate degree, knowing that I wanted to get a graduate degree in social work. So I picked that to focus on. Um, and so I did dual enrollment in high school. I graduated with my associate's degree when I graduated high school and then I got my bachelor's at 20 and then I started graduate school at 21 
Um, and so I had my master's degree by 23, um, which is like real quick. It's real fast. Yeah. I don't know if I recommend everybody to do that. It ain't for everybody, though. That's, we behind that's a little bit. That's <laughs> tough. Man, way behind. I'm a couple years off track. <laughs> right. And so it's like everybody's path is different, right? That's what works for me. And now I'm feeling the other side of that thing where I'm in acting school with people who are 20 years old and they're like, this is the thing that I want to do first. And so we, you know, we all have our own path and we're all on different sides of the multi-sided right. thing that is life. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's it. And so now I'm sort of pivoting and doing uh, school for acting because I love school actually <laughs> weirdly <laughs> enough I'm an academic and I like it and I'm I guess I'm good at it but I keep doing it um yeah nothing wrong with that yeah no but um you said theater so like mm -hmm. why why what's the decision behind you choosing theater over like regular tv television acting yeah yeah great question I get that all the time um for me, I've been doing theater since, or some form of theater, I'll say, since I was 10 years old. There is something for me about theater that just you can't get with TV and film. Having a room full of people that are having the same exact experience that you're having, right? It's a similar thing with like live music, right? That's different than listening to an album. There's just the vibrations in the room. There's the energy in the room. Um, same sort of thing of like you got a whole bunch of people in a room and it gets really hot. It's there's something with having a group of people together. Um, and so for me, I love that. And then with theater, the difference too is you have to really build up like an endurance of getting through a full thing every night. Like your character goes on a full journey every night versus like tv and film you do a thing you do a thing you do a thing you get the take then you move on to the next thing and you redo that over and over again so it's just it's a different muscle that's how we talk about it but for me there's nothing like performing for a live audience and having eyes actually on you um and i'm very big and extra as a person i talk a lot with my hands um and so that caters more to theater too yeah no i would fold <laughs> no, I, no I, I, I think I'd be fine now, but like when I was younger, shyest person in the world, I was not going for yeah. none of that. You couldn't get me to do the Easter speech on Easter Sunday at the church. <laughs> like, yeah. I wasn't going mm -hmm. for none of that. No, I would hop on stage and start crying. Like I would just, I wouldn't hop on the stage, bro. We'd be sitting there at the church and everybody like looking like, yo, <laughs> you got one sentence to read. I'm not going for it. It's not happening. Right. Yeah. Never, I think. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say, I think too, for me, cause I'm a very shy person, I will not start a conversation unless somebody starts with me. But to me, the difference is getting to be a character. It's mm. like, oh yeah, this character that I'm doing is like this and like that. I'm not like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cause even over through the years, seeing you on stage and all, all the different shows you've done, I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Like I can't, I can never get on, like I, even like through sports, cause I obviously play sports, but like, I don't know. Yeah. It's different for me. I'm not going up there to perform. Like it's a lot, it's a lot of weight on your shoulders to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a performance though. Sports, y'all be performing. Uh, it's different. Y'all can't mess up though. <laughs> like we can, like we'll, like we can mess up and we'll just get yelled at. But it's like y'all gotta, y'all can't mess up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's that's the thing about live, the live theater though is like everyone sort of comes to the agreement that like 
things are gonna happen things are going to go wrong like I have had a staple go in my hand and been bleeding on stage like things just happen and you just you keep going so it is sort of the same right it's like it's going to happen. And how do we pivot? I've been on stage where my song didn't start when it was supposed to, or we didn't jump into a queue when we were supposed to. And the, the live band just kept going on and on. And we had to figure out in the moment how to problem solve. Um, so yeah, things go wrong all the time. Mm. Oh my gosh. All right. I got a oh, question. Good job. Coming up. <laughs> you had to say how many performances you've done. What would that number be? <laughs> How many performances I've done? Not shows. That's hard. Um, I couldn't even be. Because <laughs> like, okay, so you got one show. For one show, how many performances will you do? Like, even for now, Metamorphosis, how many shows have you done for that? Yeah, the last yeah. show I was in, we had we had four shows. But that's pretty small. Like, when I was finishing up in Albuquerque, we would do, like, four weekends. And we would do three or four shows a weekend about 12 and I did like at least at least 10 shows when I was in Albuquerque New Mexico it's and yeah I like 10 shows a like a week or a month no no like 10 shows overall and like she would do like that show like four times oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah okay so like 40 some 50 something okay. yeah yeah I will say I have put in the what is it 10,000 hours it takes yeah to get something <laughs> I put that in that's what yeah. I can say <laughs> Mm-hmm. Your shit. <laughs> put the work in no yeah. well i guess my next question would be okay we can't really put a number on how many performances and it's probably a bunch of shows as well you have a favorite character that you've portrayed oh man oh this gets into that question people ask too, like, well, what's your favorite play? What's your favorite musical? And I'm like, I don't like picking favorites. Um, but I really, really, really enjoyed getting to do Dream Girls, which is a musical. Yeah. And I got to be one of the Dream Girls. Yeah. And that was like incredible for me. Um, and we even had like the governor come to one of our performances, which is wild. That's dope. Um, so yeah, that for me was, was a big one yeah going off that like say you do like four shows in a weekend like how do you yeah. like keep it fresh I guess because it's the same thing the same exact thing so how do you right like, are the shows different sometimes like how do you pivot from that yeah hmm it's so weird right because like I've, I've learned to have a structure and within that structure have those improvised moments um, so yeah, sometimes, so like we know, okay, on, when I say this line, I'm supposed to walk over to this person, right? But how I say that line may change every day, depending on what that person is giving me or what the person before me gave me when they said something. And so like we have specific blocking, um, but within that sort of whatever happens in the moment happens, which is also nice with theater. Um, which you can't really do with film because when they're cutting it together, like you got to make sure you do the exact same movements and the same sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I think in that way, it's easy to keep it fresh because it's like, you, who knows what, how somebody's going to say something to me or how it's going to happen um, as long as it happens. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> kind of just, yeah, just staying in that industry, just we're talking about how it's like a performance and like mm-hmm. your shows are your resume. Like that's what you mm-hmm. have new shows and everything like that. 
So I'm assuming you have like a pre-game, like a pre-performance routine. The yeah. same, probably generally. Uh, yeah, can you walk us through that like the night before? Like anything? Yeah, can you walk us through your routine? Yeah. Um, mm. So I mean, firstly, I will be honest uh, and say, as a human, um, that I get really anxious actually. Um, even with performing, even though I've been doing it, you know, geez, almost 20 years now, which is wild to say. Um, I get really anxious. And so like just taking care of my mental health, um, making sure that like I eat, but when I get anxious, my stomach gets upset. So I'm like, I don't eat something wild and crazy. That's not good um, for the gut. Gut health is important. Um, but yeah, so we have to get to the theater usually like if it's a play, like an hour and a half before, um, and if it's a musical, depending on your part, about an hour and a half to two hours before. I usually like to get there a little bit earlier than everybody else, because I like my quiet, I like my calm peace. I like to be able to get ready and do my makeup and do my hair um, in like a chill environment, because that's the thing about theater and actors they can be very loud and chatty 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 which I can be sometimes too but I think when it comes to performance um it's important for me to have that time where I feel like I can just like think for myself um and prepare myself in a way that feels good for me and so coming early not rushing to the theater because that makes me anxious um and yeah I love to listen to music I love to not really talk to people that much um I am not one of those actors that is as they call it method so I have to like if my character has a limp I have to walk with a limp 24 7 <laughs> um but um and then I also am I will say so like right now at my school we're learning like all of the things that it takes to have a process around like how do I have this visceral experience in the moment um where we come up with like we have an analysis for our character and then we come up with an as if and what that's like and I think that is really helpful for a lot of people me personally if I need to cry in a scene as long as the other person is giving me something then I will cry whenever the crying needs to happen um and so in terms of that it doesn't require a lot of like extra prep work for me um to get into a character uh yeah, so my biggest thing is just like quiet and peace. And if a lot is going on in the dressing room, I will remove myself. Um, I do a vocal warm up, which is very important, um, which I wish I would have done before this podcast because who knows what this voice is going to sound like. Uh, <laughs> my voice teacher would not be happy. Um, so yeah, a vocal warm up, uh, and then some sort of physical warm up, which really depends on the show. Like if I'm doing a musical, then yeah, I need to really warm up my body because. Who knows how much I'm going to be moving around the stage. Um, so yeah, vocal warm-up, physical warm-up, hydrate. Oh my goodness, drink water like the mm. day before. I always say too, this is my thing of like, if I need to cry, let's say, if I need to cry on Friday, then I need to make sure I drink my water on Thursday. Like my <laughs> my body needs to be hydrated in order for that thing to happen. Um, so yeah, I think with theater, a lot of it is really just all the preparation before you get to the day. So when you walk into the theater, none of it's new, new, you know exactly what's gonna happen. And it's like, okay, how do I take everything else away and just do this thing right here? Yeah, I wanna, I wanna bounce off that a little bit more. Uh, kind of like talk about 
Okay, so that's kind of like your process right before a show and leading up to yeah. it. Yeah. And then, you know, like some people have to like walk with a limp 24-7 to really right. get in that character. What is your process for truly like adopting a role and being able to like go out there and display yeah. it? Like, how do you really take that role and become it? Yeah, yeah. I think actually my psychology training helps me a lot with this because it allows me to think like okay if this character is saying this what could they possibly be feeling to inform what they're saying um so my training is like studying people and I love to people watch that is one of my most favorite activities (laughs) I just love to observe people um and I think that helps me figure out okay this character is probably going to look like this um and a lot of myself informs it because only I can perform as me, right? But um, yeah, so I think really thinking about the character. So for instance, if I think about um, in the fall, in the spring, excuse me, I had to do a 20 minute through line piece. Um, I did Top Dog Underdog, which is one of my most favorite plays. Susan Lori Parks is an incredible playwright. Um, I will talk about her till the end of time. Um, but to, with that character, he, spoiler alert, uh, sh- <laughs> he kills his brother at the end. Um, and so I had to do that and then just like sob on stage. Um, and, you know, I thought that I would need a lot of prep for that. But having read the play so many times, having understood that like this black man was doing everything that he could and he had what he felt like no other choice really the thing is staying in the moment for all of the moments if you're able to stay in the moment when the character says you know you're this or you're that it's like oh that's my fuel for this next moment when I have to shoot you so I really think it's Mm -hmm. being in the moment is the most helpful thing um because you can outside of rehearsal and outside of performance say oh this is what I want this thing to look like but until you get on the stage and you're doing it with the other person you don't know actually what it's going to look like so I think sometimes people get in this habit of like trying to prepare so much that it actually gets in the way of being in the moment with your um fellow actors that sounds that sounds crazy I don't know it is a lot of work I already already, it's, it's a lot I could kind of tell. Um, how I want to see, like, how was it growing up as a military brat? Yeah. And how, like, just that young life? Um, yeah. How many times did you move and things like that? Yeah, I think when I think about it, I actually say that I feel lucky because we only moved like every five or six years when there are some people who move like every two or three. Um, so I do feel lucky in that. And so, like, let's see, I was born in Germany, but only stayed there for about six months. And then we moved to North Carolina, was there about six years, then to Japan for about six years, then to Florida. Putting all my business out there. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all been worldwide. And then Florida um for the same amount of time and then albuquerque which i stayed there the longest because i was trying to finish school um but i don't count that as my home 
let's not let's not on the record. Exactly. If you had been, then you will know why we're not claiming that. I keep trying to come out there and DB tell me every time. Um so yeah, I think you know, moving around um in that long-ish term of space, like for instance, you know. I was able to go to the same high school for four years or like a full middle school, that sort of thing um, was good. So I wasn't moved in the middle of things. Um, and then it just allowed me to really be able to connect, be able to, excuse me, to connect with a whole bunch of different kinds of people. Um, and so it's, I'm, I'm not shy about like being thrown in a new space. I'm like, okay, now I got to connect with these people. These are not my people. Um, and it was nice. I will say growing up as an air force brat, because everyone was sort of in the same position. We were all like, oh yeah, you know, I just moved here six months ago and now we're best friends and that's just Mm -hmm. how it works. Okay. So moving around a lot, did Mm -hmm. you find yourself now in New York solely because of acting. Yeah, yeah, I came here just to go to uh to acting school. So, yeah. so, so, what was that like? Just coming from <laughs> coming from yeah. <laughs> I moved to the city. I moved. What was it? Three months after the pandemic started. Crazy. Don't recommend it. I don't recommend a cross country <laughs> move in the middle of a pandemic. Um, yeah, but we drove out here from Albuquerque, New Mexico. We, it took us like a week because we stopped in different places to visit family. Um, but yeah, it was a crazy time. And then we totally got a catfished with our apartment. We, we didn't get to go see it, uh, because it was a pandemic. So they were only doing like video, uh, videos to rent. And so we saw the video and we were like, oh yeah, it's a two bedroom. Great. It's going to work. It's totally fine. We get there and it's very small. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We had signed a two-year lease, so that's what we did for two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's the thing I will say about like theater people is they are very welcoming, um, and so I've never felt like in a when I'm in a new play um, or in a new place with um, or class or anything with other theater people that it's going to be hard to connect because we all just like get each other on a certain level mm. I just wanted people to know D.B. had Malcolm on the floor when I was at the apartment <laughs> this is very true Malcolm is also a scared of cats so this is <laughs> oh you're the one yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's uh, that's Judy is not Scary. He, he came in here and cap. I wasn't scared. I was annoyed because he was meowing in my oh, ear. Yeah. And he was crawling he on me. Yeah, he was crawling uh, on me. Oh, she here, man. <laughs> capping, bro. The small apartment treated me well when I needed a place to lay my head. Exactly. It got it, it got the job done. But we have that, a better place now, which is great. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Oh, okay. Kind of going back into the acting thing. What do you what are you yeah. like? I like to ask the top like your top tier list so who is like your top let's say three actors or actresses right now um it's weird because i've been on like a playwright creator tip lately so i'm okay let me think about actors and actresses i mean it's like when you you can't not have viola davis on the list 
Mm. Like you can't, you can't not have her on the list. Fair point. Um, mm. <laughs> Go watch that woman king. Exactly, exactly. She yeah. delivers every time. Um, actually, to Chadwick Boseman. Oh, I think his career was incredible. Actually, to get to be in so many biopics, I don't is not a thing that usually happens for actors. It's like they're like a Will Smith and they get to play, you know, Muhammad Ali. And then now he played, you know, um, the Williams uh, sister's dad. But it's it's rare that someone gets to be in multiple biopics. Um, so Chadwick Boseman, he had an incredible career and was just an incredible human. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. that guy. Yeah, for uh, real. Was he only in two biopics? So he Jackie. was, yeah. Um, James Brown, and then yeah. he played Thurgood Marshall too. Ah, yeah. uh, he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then of course the Blue Black Black Panther. After all of that, is like mm-hmm. this. He's literally our superhero. Yeah. <laughs> literally and figuratively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I'm going straight acting and not like for just their career as a creative in general, because I have a list for that that's different. Um, I love Don Cheadle, man. Mm. He's so good. He's so good. Black. Uh, come on now. Come <laughs> to the people. Come, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> come on now. Uh, he, he is, yeah. I was actually watching him and uh, Kevin Hart on Kevin Hart's little talk show, Heart to Heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had an interview, and I guess that was the season one. But yeah, thought she was a good actor. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw this out here. Uh, in terms of creatives, um, who are also actors that I love, uh, Donald Glover and Issa Rae. Yeah, mm-hmm. both of them. I'll give you that. Both of them. What do you, uh, like, you think about Atlanta right now? Huh? <laughs> think about Atlanta. You caught up? Yes, I. The, yes, I watched Talk the. About it. <laughs> oh wait, we we can spoil it. Is that okay for you, TP? What was the most recent one? The Goofy one? No, nah. it was another one. Yeah, there's a know. bunch of. <laughs> I stay behind, bro. <laughs> 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 but yes, I am caught up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What you think about it in general? Like even even past the new season. Yeah, I am obsessed with the fact that Donald Glover has had the career that he has had. Um, and was like a comedian and a writer on community um, and a rapper. And now is the creative on this show where like, he has not stick to the script of anything that a black person has been allowed to do on TV, which is like, you have a TV show and every episode sort of makes sense and it goes along in chronological order. Yeah, like how you see with, with Martin. Yeah, exactly. It's oh, like yeah, the yeah. same characters are sort of doing similar mm-hmm. things and then there's progression. But I love that Atlanta is that, but also like an anthology series where there are just some episodes where you have no idea what's going to happen and these characters are completely different people and characters and something that makes no sense. Um, I'm obsessed. I, it's so good. Yeah, I like how you said that. I feel like you just got to know how to take it. Because I, I will say at first, though, because I think like he really started doing that a lot more last season. It was like, mm-hmm. And then I remember he 
And then some episodes were just crazy. And I was just like, <laughs> we're obviously paperboying three episodes. Like, <laughs> but nah, I'm like, the more, like, if, if you just stay invested and kind of just understand, like, you know, just that creative side, uh, isn't, yeah, I'm, I'm embracing more this season, I would say. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But yeah, um, I guess I was doing some research before this as far as like on the acting side of things. And I yeah. saw one bring it on the musical <laughs> i was able to dig that one up out of all the- oh lord <laughs> oh <laughs> i remember that i remember seeing that i forgot about that one what was that where were we at when we when you did that one i was albuquerque yeah <laughs> yeah and you was the main Ooh. right you were the main yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> We do our research here on SIT. Exactly. Yeah, I was not ready. This is yeah. not hot. We got the researchers in the back. So I want you to kind of walk us through that as much as you remember for that performance, for, oh, for that show, and just everything about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, I was like in the middle of finishing up performances for the show I had before that, which was hair, which was a wild ride. Um, and my friend was like, oh, I'm doing Bring It On the Musical. Like, if you want to audition, come audition. So I was like, okay, cool. I go, I get the part of the lead. And I was like, okay, great. But, um, she, she gotta be a flyer. And I, I was fine with the idea of cheerleading because I did it when I was younger, but I was a base. I was not a flyer. I was not Mm. up in the air. Um, so we just had... Uh, like at least a month to five or six weeks of rehearsal where we were learning to fly and I had to be lifted up in the air and learn the different things um which was which it was a ride I was I am grateful for that experience um but it's also crazy to me I was thinking about that a couple weeks ago actually like I just got fully lifted into a full extension on stage and then was just caught out of it like that's crazy to me yeah to do that on stage like because people could obviously do <laughs> cheerleading but like just to, you're an actor or actress and you're just learning how to do that yeah, yeah. no that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> to do it on stage is, uh, the, 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 to have the confidence yeah yeah, yeah. they're not throwing yeah. me in the air nah uh, <laughs> <laughs> i won't be the one yeah they could get that lead to somebody else <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll just be aside yeah luckily not because my, yeah i was gonna say luckily my character was like more from the dancer side so i didn't have to do that many lifts which i was like oh thank goodness um so it that that made me feel great but yeah yeah i think for me it would have been more so the people that gotta catch me because i'm like i'm not necessarily scared to go up in the air but you gotta have a lot of trust right like this is not your thing either you're an actor too so <laughs> yeah Yeah, a lot of people in that production had training um and yeah it was it was a lot of getting used to it and be like okay are you sure you're good today because we don't need nobody messing up that yeah i think they wanted to go into the therapy side of stuff on the (laughs) on the back half of this episode i said bro (laughs) (laughs) what did you say to me that's how we go. We're gonna get into some love questions. That's all. Just some general questions, make them real general because you know we all got things going on. But yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so just going into it, gotta say thank you for sharing that your experiences with acting and everything. But I feel like we'd be mm-hmm. robbing 
ourselves and Robin, mm-hmm. the audience of knowing who Jasmine Bernard is and what she can and does do without mm-hmm. diving a little bit more into the therapy side of things. So we're going to yeah. transition into that real quick. All right, let's By do request it. of <laughs> the other host. <laughs> and we're going <laughs> to... We're going to dive into that a little bit and we're going to see what this conversation takes us and uh, see see how vulnerable we get. But, you know, as I yeah, let's see. Really raw, so. Not real. <laughs> <laughs> nah, okay. Going off that, um, just what's, what is this real broad question? But what do you think yeah. is like the... People don't know how you met your husband now. You met him on Tinder. But um, yeah. like, how, 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 what do you think about the dating scene now in today's... Ooh. Huh. Okay. Got a lot of layers. Oh. Exactly. All right. All right. Uh, Get into it. Thinking, right. I'm like, I'm just thinking <laughs> of how much I'm finna share about myself. <laughs> um, um okay then. I mean, I I ain't shame. Um, so I'm actually my partner and I are polyamorous. So that is the only way that I know about what's going on in the dating scene right now. Um, and so by polyamorous, I mean that I have multiple other partners other than my primary partner who is my husband and he has other primary part or he has other partners excuse me um but yeah uh I don't know much about the dating scene because I'm not one for the playing of the games and the things it's like either we gonna talk and like actually meet up or we not and I really like genuinely love to talk to people and connect with them and so when people are sending a message, this is the thing that I've noticed lately, actually. People don't know how to ask people questions anymore. Mm. And so they'll just send a, a statement. And I don't know how to respond to that because it's like, do you want to get to know um, about me? Or you, I, I, do I say a statement to a statement? Like, is that a conversation? Yeah. Or are we just talking at each other? Um, so that's my biggest peeve with what's going on right now, actually. Okay, yeah, okay. Even going off that, but you ask questions <laughs> then to somebody and then they just don't give you nothing in response. It's just like, yeah. Then it's like okay, I guess it's not the one for work. you. Then it's not gonna work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. a lot of people now too, though. A lot of people yes. are dull as yes. hell. You can't have a conversation like, that. and I'm just like, yeah, it's really sad actually. You're too old for that. And there's a certain age yeah. where it's like you gotta grow up, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah at least be able to have a conversation at, at oh, a minimum yeah. like right because it's like how are you going to ask somebody to want to care about you if you don't want to share anything with them like what how are you just expecting them to just be like oh now i love you it's like okay but if we haven't talked then you don't know anything about me right yeah i think a lot of people be in love with a, a the idea that they have of this other person it don't necessarily be yeah what they think yeah. love is all the time but that's a, it's another a, tangent i go off on <laughs> it's a fantasy it's a yeah. fantasy they want the relationship yeah. without the work they don't want to get yeah. into the work of it that's right true. and that's the thing i've i've watched a lot of uh reality tv and so i've been watching love is blind i'm not going to do any spoilers for i'm not doing any spoilers but i will say the thing i've been saying over all of these seasons is it's like anybody to me i think anybody could fall in love but not everyone can be married or have a long-term relationship. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Do what? Go ahead. Like, do to what factors you think? I think like, it's just not realizing what it takes 
to be in a long-term relationship. Like there will be times where you're like, okay, I don't really want to do this thing, but the person I care about most in the world right now wants to do this thing. And so it's compromising Mm -hmm. and long-term relationships are just a constant negotiation of different things because you're completely different people. Um, And so you can't know what the other person is thinking a hundred percent of the time. So you have to communicate a lot and then there's going to be miscommunications. And so you have to learn how to work through those miscommunications. Um, And then just the commitment of it all too. It's like, okay, I'm committing to, I say like marriage is committing to have the same argument over and over and over and over and over again. (laughs) Uh, Because you're just, you're different people at your core. And but you've decided that this is the person that you want to do life with or one of the people that you want to do life with i should say yeah something that you made me me think about was like uh you talk about compromise and then communication like yeah those are two big factors in trying to do at least with a serious relationship that's going to be huge in both but what do you think about this here right so Mm -hmm. you got to two people and one person wants the mm-hmm. other to know what they are thinking or like they yeah. want you to act yeah. in a certain way because you're supposed to know that that's how yeah but... I I'm shaking my head <laughs> right I'm shaking my head because how okay. am I supposed to how I don't to... know how you woke up which side of the bed you woke up on figuratively right so it's mm-hmm. like you could be you could come from work and be angry about something that I have no idea about. How am I supposed to read your mind and know right. that and know that what you need in that moment, because in that moment you're angry, maybe because you didn't have the snack that you want. So how am I supposed to know that I need to get you that snack without you just saying like, <laughs> Hey, I had a really hard day. Can you please such and such? Um, yeah. I did the, the whole like knowing exactly what somebody else is supposed to want all of the time. We barely even know what we want ourselves (laughs) right (laughs) yeah that's no (laughs) what uh what role do you think like social media plays in terms of like i don't know um just the conversation tavers and like people see relationships and obviously going off like what Malk said like the fantasy Mm -hmm. of it and they want it but without the work so what do you think social media plays exactly yeah i think social media can be sort of a, a detriment to to long-term relationships I think it's also again just for people to know that social media is not real life people put their highlight reel on social media right and it's like all of the best things oh look at me I'm doing great or even look at me I'm not doing great but they don't tell you about all the moments in between being with a person you get those highlights you get the low lights you get the moments in between Facts. and it's a lot of work yeah, I feel like a lot of people live on this little fairy tale that they see like everything yeah. going good on social media, but that's not yeah. reality of stuff. Right. You see it so much, you, you start to trick the mind to think, okay, maybe right. this is what it's supposed to be like, this is what it is, but well, that's not right. true. And then you get in something and yeah. hit the fan. Right. You don't know what to do because they didn't show you that on social yeah, media. Yeah. They showed you right. the, the final product. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and I'm always talking like with my clients and my friends and stuff about how hard relationships are I don't think anyone actually talks about how hard they are um because it's like oh yeah you know I have a husband and yeah he supports me and it's great but like we go through really hard things um and 
I think we as people never want to share those really hard things because like we're telling our business, which is like the black thing. Like if it's in, that happens in your house, it stays in your household, nobody needs to know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we don't wanna share the really difficult stuff. And so I think because of that, people, even people around us, whether it's on social media or not, will only see like the good moments usually. Um, but I think it's important to say like relationships are hard. And so sometimes it feels really hard. That's not a sign that the relationship is not the one for you. It just is what happens in long-term relationships. It's hard sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to take this time to ask (laughs) a question that usually gets asked every episode, but I want to ask the person who usually asks the question, the question. (laughs) So, Deontay. (laughs) Oh, you are Ooh. in the hot chair, and it is time for you to speak. <laughs> I'm not the guest though. Your bro. love life, <laughs> which is being vulnerable. You know, our guests talked about vulnerability in the first half of the episode, and so we we here to be vulnerable. You know? Sure. So mm-hmm. you, you up my way. What's, what's the question? I didn't hear the question. Mm. What's your love life like? Ah, it's not not really going on right now. I'm chilling. Mm. I'm just going through life. You know. Just, Let's unpack that. I'm going, with the, I'm going with the flow really like you know i'm just in school so i'm focused on school focused on where i'm going to be in the next two years just focus on uh being as creative as, as i can be mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so it sounds like your 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 internal self-love life is mm-hmm. really taking the lead right, right now i love exactly. to hear it i love to hear it well, so what does that mean for <laughs> i mean it means like really i'm just that, like that's, a, that's still the surface level like what is that like mm-hmm. look like action wise like i understand like working on that self that self-love which yeah. you're right which is needed i agree with you before mm-hmm. you love somebody mm-hmm. else but mm-hmm. what are those actions you're taking to love myself yeah see so i'm just saying I'll, I'll or, up- or what habits did you change about yourself type of thing yet to, in that process i mean man i just stay inside man i'm just staying stay indoors i just go to class come back do my work i stay, I stay real focused on what I'm trying to do to better focus. myself, you feel me? Yeah, so really focus. I like that word. Yeah. Discipline, yeah. man, is a dangerous man. Exactly. So, uh, just uh, to Y'all throw it back that. at you. <laughs> Y'all heard that? Say, to throw the question back at you. No, no, no. We get to throw the question back at you. I know we have a guest here, obviously, but you wanted to ask me. So, 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 Savoris Pearson, what's your what's your love life like? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Plausible deniability. I'm only here so I don't get fined, man. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> no I, i'll get into it man we keep it real around here um you know right now i would like to say that i am also in search of betterment of self you know um not i'm I'm pretty firm right now on like whether i'm looking to be in a committed relationship with somebody right now or not and it's so many moving pieces for me right now i can't see that being something that i do right now would I like it? Sure. Like everybody desires some connection with somebody. And like, I know people that I, I find attractive and a connection with, but because of where I am right now, I, that can't be something serious at least. So, I mean, that's where I'm at with it. I'm pretty firm on that. I appreciate your honest answer, bro. You know, I appreciate that. All right. Uh, we've asked everybody about this question, except, um, and you know, it was coming to you. Don't even, don't even try to look away, man. <laughs> Go ahead, throw that oop. Batter up. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Mr. Mr. Milk. 2P. Nobody called me that. Nah, um, 
I I have my time. Uh, in these last four years was a long journey. It was uh, it taught me a lot about myself and my growth. I would say. So I'm a agree with y'all for real, and that's kind of where I've been at. Not working on yourself. Um, you know, like you 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 said, DB, it's that focus for real. That's really the main difference. I'm not letting a lot of I would say different distractions like in my life right now. Um, like you just know how it is. I mean, I'm not forcing the right one to come. It's just gonna if it happened, it happened. That's just how it is. Um nah, man, I've been cool. Y'all know how I be. I mean, I just be yeah, I just you know. do me. <laughs> no, you know how you get. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Nah, but nothing crazy right now. Y'all, I'm just trying, you know. You just gotta get better every day, regardless of what it is. Uh, what's that one percent right there? That one percent. So that's just yeah. all I'm trying to do. All right, Jasmine. Who was lying? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no lie to tell. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, no, e- no. it's easy. It's easy to guess too. <laughs> no, that, 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 that was good. That, whoever is lying, that's between you and yourself. <laughs> Oh, that's deep. He know, he know exactly what you he know who he is. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. he know who he is, which is crazy. That's for what? For what? Like, yeah, for that's what? what I'm saying. He don't got like you two grown to be lying, bro. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> don't know who it is. Cowboy, cowboy, lady, man. <laughs> I can't. Oh, no, man. that was good though. I feel, I feel like we got somewhere with that. You know, I was kind of. I was kind of scared that uh, somebody was going to lie for real, but I think everybody told the truth for the most part in some way. <laughs> in some way. <laughs> in some way. Some people didn't want to dive into it as much as others. Some people. Right, right. You got to let them Those come people know who they are. Own. You got to let them they, come they You can't they force do. it. They do. Yeah. yeah nah. They just didn't want to put it on the pod. It's all good. <laughs> all right. They'll uh, be talking on. about it in the group chat. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> going into, uh, I mean, same same topic, but like, um, what do you, what's your opinions on um long distance relationships? Um, I mean, <laughs> I feel like to each their own. Everything things work for other people that don't work for me. Things that for, that work for me don't work for other people, right? So it's like there are some people who know for a fact that they appreciate having their partner in the same city in the same house um and other people can make other arrangements work and so i i really am a proponent of like whatever works for you as long as everybody is consenting affirmative consent is the only kind of consent um then then yeah you you do you do i think it can be hard sure but relationships are hard um for me i don't I don't know if it would work if like my primary partner was long distance um, and I've done it before and I didn't like it, but that's just me. I feel that. Yeah. Any of y'all got experience with it? Or... <laughs> nah, I don't think I learned. <laughs> we never chopped it up. This is the time we never chopped it up. About see, it so we see the person who don't want to chop it up is exactly. But, oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even peep until you said it that. got real quiet. <laughs> nah, you don't gotta get into it. For get real. into it. Just, <laughs> nah, because this one just like yes or no. We don't gotta this, get into it. No, this, is yes no. this is my thing. This is my thing. We can get into it. My <laughs> thing was you framed it as if you didn't know 
I already had some experience with it. That's what got me. Come on, we we better than that. CTE, you know, you know. Nah. Nah. Know how it gets sometimes. What was the question again? You said just like anybody had experience with it. Yeah, and just yeah. from your point of view. Yeah. Um. I probably had like two instances of it where I tried to try to consider it and see how it worked. The first time went way left and just I think that really played a big part on even trying to consider it a second time just because like your experiences ultimately affect how you make decisions and go on with the rest of the stuff you do in your life. And so I'm honestly not a fan of it either. Like I can see how it works for some people. Like we know a bunch of people that are doing them just because of circumstances and they make it work. Mm -hmm. But like I said, for me, I tried it once. It wasn't really working then. Second time around, I kind of like was already skeptical about it. So it wasn't even really all in there. So that probably also affected it. Mm -hmm. But just like where I'm at right now, I can't see myself really pouring my own to a long distance relationship. So yeah. I mean, it's because like we said, yeah, a relationship is already tough. And mm-hmm. then throw that factor in there. It's just going to make it harder. Like it's not impossible, but it's definitely right. something that's going to be difficult. It's a test. You can't like be a, if you're not able to put yourself in a position to say, OK, I'm going to have to set aside this extra effort to make this work. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, right now, I'm kind of focused on me and like where I'm trying to get to so that I can have what I want and then pursue mm-hmm. a relationship. So a long distance relationship wouldn't really fit in right now, let alone probably any relationship at this moment. Yeah. I get vulnerable, bro. <laughs> that, 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 that's what SIT for, bro. Yeah, no. No, nah, I, I mean, I, I agree. I haven't had the experiences like uh, you had, but I mean, I, I just feel like it would be tough just based off what y'all were saying just off the mm-hmm. fact that relationships is hard already so just adding right. that component definitely uh is going to be a hard factor just and then like being that, that all in aspect you really like that your communication has to be even better mm-hmm. than it already mm-hmm. was so mm-hmm. there's just a lot of things that you're really going to have to put in you're going to have to go the extra mile to make up for that long distance part yeah no, for it. sure yeah. And you 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 really start to see in those long distance relationships like what problems y'all already had that just didn't get addressed or that they just weren't apparent enough when y'all were together. Mm-hmm. That distance mm-hmm. will really bring them out and like you see like damn like yeah. okay this isn't new but it's a lot more amplified now. So yeah no it's it's hard it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah it takes it takes a lot of love but it also takes like respect. People don't understand the respect it takes. Like you could do something out of love but you also got to respect the person to a certain extent like and yeah. obviously the trust part too the trust is a big thing for me too it's mm-hmm. not a prior experiences obviously but just trust is a big is a big thing that's number one any any relationship yeah exactly yeah maybe mm. getting into it today man so, you know. get, get into hey, it then what does she got it. to say db nah, nothing, man. i got <laughs> nothing but love in my heart man i got nothing but love in my yeah. heart man. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but love no, speaking of love, I wanted to uh, propose the question of, yeah, like, what do y'all think about unconditional love? Is that a thing? 
like do y'all think mm-hmm. like true unconditional love is a thing because personally your love got conditions <laughs> i just think that i just think that for most people it does yeah. and like yeah like you can say like yeah i love you unconditionally but if you really right. unpeel it that's not the truth right right yeah, I think it's hard. It's so interesting. I was thinking about this the other day, actually. I think I was in a session. That's why I'm working. Um, but yeah, this idea of unconditional. Because I think about it and I'm like, yeah, totally. I can unconditionally care about this person, whether they're an intimate partner or their family. Right. But there still are certain boundaries that I have for myself, right? So it's like, okay, yes. I have so much love for you, no matter what you do. Like my husband, for example, I have so much love for you. He's like family. He's been in my life almost seven years. You know, like no matter what happens, he is family and I care about him. And I'm one of the kind of people that like, once I love you, then I'll always love you. I'll always have love for you and care about you. Um, But yeah, it's like there are certain boundaries that if we were to cross them, it's like, oh, okay. I'm not going to say that that takes my love away, but like that will probably change what our relationship looks like. Right, EB out. <laughs> Unconditional love. I mean, I feel like it takes a lot to get to that point. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, all like it is only unconditional love I have is for obviously my parents, and I just can't see it getting to some. That's getting, why. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Oh, oh, I'm tripping. That might be <laughs> Only for his parents. I'm tripping. in the call, but really. <laughs> I'm tripping. Hey, CTE, like Buck said, CTE. <laughs> obviously, for family, I should say family. Family, yeah. obviously. But I mean, it would take a lot for me to get to that unconditional love. Obviously, it would just take time. That's all I can say. It's just time. Is, you can't get to there overnight. It's just all, it's all time. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's hard because I've gone back and forth, just like kind of just hearing y'all too just add more stuff like originally like I have said no I really don't think so um especially you don't know but uh Jasmine I'm a psychology major too so I kind of understand hey. a lot of it. yeah um, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> but um yeah just dealing with that I think it's hard to really look at somebody especially in this day and age I don't know um I think it's gotten harder because just social media is just the more we've seen you can see, you see more what's out really in the world. Um, and I feel like it's really hard, but at the same point, or at the same time, like, I feel like I'm gonna have it for family. Um, Cause there's certain things with family, uh, that's blood or not blood family, honestly. Mm-hmm. It was like this stuff I've got, I'm always gonna have to do for them. I'm always gonna um, save them regardless I don't know like whatever they did good or bad but I'm always on their mm-hmm. side like so there's always going to be things like that where I feel like it can be there but I, I mm-hmm. I'm not even like again I don't know if I have research or have enough knowledge to really I like I can't oppose anything really because I do like agree with DB and TP on you guys like how it's really is hard really. Mm-hmm. oh yeah that's real that was just kind of something I was sitting here thinking about it crossed my mind so I just you know, wanted to see everybody else's perspective on it, what they thought. Mm-hmm. Um, how much deeper we want to go? What, what, what y'all want to get into next? <laughs> so even, you, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm an open book. Even, I'm Do I get to ask a question? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You got it. Uh, what's y'all's uh, love languages? 
how do y'all uh, receive love? So personally, I yeah. am physical touch and quality time, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I like to show love through uh, gift giving. And I would also say uh, physical touch, quality time. But sometimes I don't pay attention to uh, partners mm. love languages and I like right. I understand how I want to love you and right. I understand what I need but sometimes yeah. I kind of miss the cue on like okay this is what you actually right. and so I'm aware of that and I'm working on that nice good, right. good. that's awesome I just want to let the pod know Malcolm's looking up love languages right now Come out. No, no, no. For the record. Oh, DB trying to turn it. Hold up, hold up, hold up. See, this is a hold up, everybody. DB does this every day. He tries to push a push a false narrative. I was I was handling either uh some business venture came up. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> Don't do that. But again, DB pushing false narratives, pushing false narratives. Yeah, okay. But um <laughs> love languages, uh mine's gift giving. And a personal touch, I think I would say. But yeah, going off what TB said, just listening yeah. to what people, what your partner, I guess is the yeah. biggest part, what they need. Because like sometimes you want to like, I'll give giving is for mm-hmm. me, so obviously I'm going to give give to the person, right. my partner. Mm-hmm. But that's not if that's not their love language, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. right. really working. Yeah. Exactly. So and I guess that's just comes with time and learning things. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Inattentive to your partner when they say and do certain stuff and actually picking up on it or even if they tell you directly like this is my love language this is what i like you still mm-hmm. gotta not revert back to okay this is what i would like here you go right. so it's a conscious decision you gotta make go ahead mm-hmm. though Mal. um yeah i'm probably i'll say words of affirmation <laughs> um mm-hmm. as my primary mm-hmm. one just because i feel like that that's so important even like that just that communication is just important yeah. Like we were just talking about like that trust, that trust and loyalty are probably like two most important things and you need to talk for that. And you need to, it has to be a back and forth of emotion and, you know, really mm-hmm. making sure you guys like support each other and understand each other in that way. And then I would say a little bit of quality time just, but that's also just in the aspect, like I enjoy it, but as long we have to be on the same page, kind of like, what do we do in that quality time? Like, I'm really laid back and chill guys like I could like I like quality time and aspect I can lay lay like we can lay in the bed all day and have a Marvel like, movie yeah marathon. have a marathon <laughs> like mm-hmm. we could just be at the crib and chill just like laid up having fun at the crib or something like I could do stuff like that so it all depends on type of quality time with me but yeah really those two yeah cool what, what about you Jasmine yeah. uh I'm trying to remember when I took the quiz a long time ago what my answers were, but honestly, I love love and I receive it anytime someone's trying to shoot it my way. So whether it's a gift or a <laughs> word of affirmation or holding my hand, I will receive it and I love being loved. So yeah. however you want to give it to me, I'm like, right. that's please, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. I think my thing is I don't I don't like words of affirmation, at least for me, because I just feel like 
Words, people can be, can be so full of shit. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> like, yeah. people but people so... could also do something yeah. for you and be thinking be, something true. else the that's whole true. time. That's true. true. Yeah. So it's like it could go either way. It's just and it's a matter of like, okay, am I gonna trust this person or right. am I gonna try to do all the work to believe that they're doing all this other stuff? Is and that's why I mean you just are choosy about how who you have in your life in the first yeah. place. But uh, yeah. DP, that yeah. I mean, I know we've talked before but i think that comes from i don't know i just like like just words and being able to like writing poems things like that yeah, yeah. being able you know to talk to your down. partner yeah you know it'd be like no, being able to talk to your partner through things like that i mm-hmm. think that shows a another level of like connection through you when you when you guys could mm-hmm. communicate that way through it could be music it could be through poems, it could mm-hmm. be through any things like that um i feel like that's where my comes up but I, I do understand what you're saying yeah um, how it could be like words could be capped sometimes but even like also you can make the argument with gifts it's like gifts can easily blind a person or uh uh-huh. yeah like flashlight like i don't know like it could blind you though from the what reality was really happening yeah and mm-hmm. it could put you in that loop but i mean there's arguments for both sides so it, right. it all depends on you and your partner yeah. But I think, especially now and nowadays, like words go a long way. Like even telling somebody something simple, like because like nowadays I feel like people don't say things. Like it go back to communication. Like just even saying words mm-hmm. of affirmation, things like that. Like hey, like yeah. you know I love you. Like just saying things like that. Yeah, right. Goes a long way. I feel I I'll rather try to make somebody smile through my words and through my actions. Personally, that that's kind of that's why yeah. I, that's kind of where I'm coming mm-hmm. from. Like, and I would rather like and also kind of the same like i would also rather like i would rather them uh, say something to me that would make me like yeah like yeah that's mine like that's my you feel me (laughs) (laughs) like she gonna always buy me some jays or some clothes or something but if you can make me smile like just with how you is and how you can speak like yeah so what do you think about it's for everybody i guess floor is open just like when your partner tells you like, okay, this is the way I like to be loved. This is what I, this is what would make me feel good. And you're trying that, but they're not necessarily, I guess, receiving it as if you're trying, like they feel like what you're doing isn't quite what they're asking for. Yeah. Where does that go from there? Like what's the, what's a solution? I don't say the solution. It's always. Right. Um, doesn't it come back to communication kind of at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I feel like that's a part. Um, the person who's asking for those to be loved in a certain way, like it's, you should not try to drag it out too long and be like, oh, no, I was just trying to like give you a time, give you time and then be mad, blah, blah, blah later. Right. Like if you realize it early that they're not doing what you want, you right. steer them early into the right path but also be understanding that it could be new for the person at the same mm-hmm. time. So it's like, there just has to be communication between both sides. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. I think exactly that. Like you can, there are ways to communicate with people and say, you know, I really see the effort that you're putting into this thing and I appreciate it. Um, but when I asked for this sort of look, thing for my love language language this is actually what I'm asking for so there's a way to encourage them to work towards that thing and say that you see the effort that they're putting in because it's hard 
TV. You got anything to say to that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think everything was about communication, but also like transparency in that communication and not yeah. just saying something, but also like being transparent and like fully yeah, yeah, making it clear to the other person and having them under like an understanding obviously between two people. That's, that's a bigger thing people leave out. Yeah, kind of go on. I feel like a big part of it is like both people got to be able to like the only way to grow, especially with someone else, you guys both got to be open to criticism. And you, yep. can't, you can't be, you can't behave in an immature way when you do receive criticism. Because oh. that's, that's not going to get you anywhere, really. And it's just going to get, you're just going to get more frustrated between yourself and with your partner. So I think that's kind of a big part, too. Yeah, and I mean, it's hard to hear, like, criticism sometimes, especially yeah. from somebody you love. Like, it's hard yeah. to hear, like, hey, you're not doing this right. Like, man, damn, I thought it was the one. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. But yeah. that's obviously being mature and understanding that they're just trying to, they're just saying that just because they want better from you. They just want to see yeah, you better win. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And it actually points towards their commitment, right? Like, I'm telling you this because I care and I want right. us to continue to be in this relationship. Mm-hmm. So, this is what I need. Yeah. Exactly. That's real. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> if you had if you had like we can either do a final question or final remarks that you would want to give to the audience before we got out of here today Ooh. up to you we can go question for the group or we can go final remarks hmm. actually i'll ask the question yeah let's do it why do y'all think vulnerability is important in life and relationships i can start off on that um because that kind of goes back to kind of like the transparency piece db was just talking about you kind of got to let somebody in you got to allow them to love you like Mm. you can't just expect it you have to allow them in they have to allow you in and y'all both got to work through that and be vulnerable with each other for it to work because like one person can pour it all in and if the other person being stubborn and not being vulnerable it 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 might work for a little while but if you're trying to make it serious and long term at some point y'all gonna have to address that and so vulnerability is important for it to work just in general because you have to allow love to be in your presence that's my answer yeah i mean you said why do you think vulnerability is important i mean Mm -hmm. i think it's very important because it's like i i mean to me the people the person i love i'm gonna be vulnerable no matter what like it's just how Mm -hmm. i am it's mm-hmm. not hard for me to open up to people. I talk to people all the time. It's just, I don't know. If I, especially if I'm talking to somebody for a long time, I'm going to be vulnerable no matter what. I don't know what it is. It's just, I'm, I'm, I opened up easily. If that makes sense, which is, I guess, something that runs in the family. But protect uh, <laughs> your heart, guys. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I obviously that backfired, but yeah, we could. Man, no, 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 no. I don't care. Yeah, it did. We could have out. <laughs> um, nah, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I 100% agree with both of them. I mean, though they got all the reasons yeah. why it's important. Um, I'll just yeah. emphasize to go on top of there is just like it is hard. Like we're not trying to say it's like easy because mm-hmm. everyone does does have experience or most people do have experiences um in different relationships in their lives that will affect future relationships, and that's just human nature because that's what mm-hmm. you've been through and that's what you that's most recent maybe that's what you relied on that's trauma something so mm-hmm. that's always going to be there um that part so it's not easy uh to be yeah. vulnerable but 
once both of the people, both of the partners in a relationship, once they make a decision that they will will be vulnerable, that's when the relationship really can take off and really start um, to me. Yeah. yeah. What's your perspective on that? That's all. It's, yeah, exactly. I think like vulnerability is inherently a part of the human experience. I think, you know, as kids, we do it a lot easier before life sort of throws things at us that make it harder for us to share and be our real selves. Um, I think it's so interesting that being vulnerable is actually just us being who we are at our core um, and experiencing the ups and downs of life. And so I think it's important because it's who we are. We are all, we all have emotions. We all have, you know, most of us have emotions. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a part of the human experience. That's why it's important. Yeah. It's real. It's real. Yeah. I mean, that's going to pretty much wrap us up here. I think everybody for shared um, before we head out and I close it out, DB mouth, y'all go ahead, hit the folks with y'all final remarks. We're gonna get up out of here, man. Hey man, like I say all the time, social media ain't real. Uh, <laughs> Tell them. Uh, we got real open today. We're vulnerable today, like you said. We all got real vulnerable. I think we all grow as people yeah. today. We all show some growth. Go ahead, Mel. Sorry, D, we said it. You know, he's Deontay. He said it best. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't got nothing to add. That's number one right there. I just want to come in and say before we leave, Jasmine, thank you for coming and being a part of this episode today. You really made a difference because we would have sat here talking about nothing once again. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this was good. I really think this was good for the group. Um, I think this is good for the audience. I'm really excited to get this episode out. Uh, We would love to have you back on. Like, Yeah. We're going to keep doing this thing. So yeah, just thank you so much for that. Can't thank you enough. And for everybody out here listening, no, I got to send us out with a quote of the day. <laughs> I've been sitting over here trying to figure out which one I'm going to go with. And one of them actually just grabbed my eye. So we're going with the quote, when writing the story of your life, don't let anyone else hold a pen. Mm. It's your story. Write it how you want it to be written. Yeah. And it'll be told yeah. that way. Yeah. And just keep rocking out. Do you live your life? Be happy. Share positivity. Put that out mm-hmm. into the world be a light Mm -hmm. for others. You never know how much of a difference you can make in somebody else's life. Cause a lot of the times they're not even going to tell you, but you can make the difference in somebody's day. So just Mm -hmm. do that. Be great. Stay in tune. Okay.